Hold on tight. This is the generic live show. Thanks for joining us. Our two other program. Thanks for joining us here on the generic live show for a Sunday. It's Dale Kimball here with you. Man, what a first hour of the program. If you did not catch the first hour of the program, it was a it was a hung dinger of, a, of an hour. And we're we're here to give you another hour of the generic live show right here, GLS. On a Sunday, thanks for joining us. It's Daryl Campbell here with you. We're doing a forgetting KO. And live or on your hard drive. Twitch.tv slash generic live show. Also geek iodontnet slash live. You can watch us here. Hello, I'm on video. That's right, we're doing the show. And I know I know this is not great protocol, but on extension to last hours. Last hours, hour of the broadcast. I wanna play this audio clip from transgender. Uh, the, it's it's core transgender army veteran speaks out on Trump's military ban. I, I want to play some of this. announcement this morning, suddenly and unexpectedly, that transgender Americans would no longer be allowed to serve in the military in any capacity has sent shockwaves through not only the community but the rest of the country. Here with us now to talk about this in a little bit more detail is Layla Ireland. She's joining us live from our Dallas, Texas affiliate WFAA. Layla is herself a trans woman, an activist, an advocate, and I should mention retired Army veteran after 13 years serving as a combat medic in the army. Layla, thank you so much for your service and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Amna. I have to ask you right off the bat, you are a veteran, you are a trans-American. How did you, what did you think when you first heard the announcement this morning? You know, I, I, I woke to the news and it was very interesting. Um, I, I thought my phone was buzzing because I was having family members message me and ask me what I was going to do for this weekend. But the news was very disheartening, um, having to, having knowing that the work that we've done in the last year and a half or the last two years um, is being put to question now and, and saying that we are not capable of, of serving in any capacity. So it's, it's, very, uh, it's very disheartening to even hear um, and to have to, it's a tough pill to swallow. But on the flip side of that, understanding that there is so much more work to do and we could have to continue to push forward. Well, let's talk about the argument as the president laid it out this morning. And again, details are still coming out about how with generals and military disruption, those are his, you know, they look gender <laughs> costs and disruption in the military. You know, Amna, I, I, I would definitely disagree with that. That Rand Corporation and the New England Journal of Medicine, you know, they looked into this and they found that the cost was not, in, it was inexpensive. It was not, it was just negligible. Um, the military and the government spend much more money on treating acne or even Viagra. Um, oh, okay. I'm interrupting that clip there uh, because I do want to, I do want to... Uh, I do want to get this show somewhat back on track, but I also want to unpack this because, again, like I like I said last hour, a wave of emotion. But uh, uh, I spend money on acne and Viagra, and the president is worried about transgender people serving. I'm sorry, but that does not sit well with me at all. Like that just sends a. Ugh, I, I don't like that at all. There is something about that I don't like. 
Um, so it's not disruptive at all and we've myself included and alongside other advocates and, and, and service members have shattered that glass ceiling showing that we are capable of doing the job if not better than our counterparts so I'm not sure where he's getting his information from but here we are and we're going to show them that we're still here and we're not going anywhere. You know, Layla, I got to ask you, um, because your, your husband is also uh, transgender, he's active duty right now, so this is really impacting you and your family in a, in a very real way, it, but it came a bit out of the blue. I mean, I think we've got this old tweet we can bring up now. This is a president who, as early as over a year ago and well into the, the last few months, was talking about That's the community. Yeah. I mean, he said that he would be other candidates. The Ray yeah. brings in more people that will threaten this might happen. You know, I'm, I'm doing the advocacy work from yeah. 2012 until now, and even before that, the, following the, the same templates that our, our predecessors have, um, have, have laid out for us. This isn't a surprise, um, but we didn't expect it to come so brash and so quickly um, especially with the you know the July 1st deadline for allowing trans people to enlist into the military being pushed back to January so this is something that we expected but we I don't think we were ready for the impact that it would have um, Logan and I we we now have to worry about if this does become an issue and that you know this new rule is implemented what are we going to do on the outside so we have to prepare for our our private lives and what happens after that out of the military that is very true now that is that is something as well and i think that, that what this what this transgender uh, veteran uh, layla island is is laying out very articulately and i think it's little bits of points that I touched on last hour of the program I think what it was is that what what was what was said in that in that last clip and I, I think I, I touched a little bit on and I'm, I'm sorry for mistaking me if I if I didn't but the, the point of preparing for afterwards now actually now that I say those words out loud I don't think I I don't think I did. Actually, now that I say that, apologies. Apologize. I don't. I don't think I did touch on the outside. I'm, I. I could have thought I did, but I probably didn't. I, preparing for afterwards is a very good point because I, you have. You, it's it's different once you serve in the military. So I've been informed, and as as this, this lady informs me of as well, you've got the you've got a little bit of. If, if you suffer from post-traumatic post stress disorder, you've got, you've got that emotionally to deal with, you've, you've, you've potentially seen a lot of stuff that you wouldn't normally see in a lifetime of just being a civilian. For, for example, I don't. I, there are a lot of stuff that a, a, veteran, a veteran would would see out in the field that that not necessarily a normal person would see and not even out on the field do you think even intelligence wise if you're just looking at US military from an intelligence point of view they would definitely see a lot of things that a normal civilian would not do as kind of dealing with okay I've processed all of this how am I how am I going to deal with uh, this in my quote unquote after after life, and I don't really like saying that phrase because that comes with another connotation. But you know what? The po the point is that 
life after the military is definitely different from a life that has had no military in it. It's preparing for that. that that's definitely a hard thing. Even normally, without even having this, this brass thing kind of put on it of, okay, and I think someone said it last hour, it's this, what if, uh, what if this, what if one person kind of, you know, what if one person had, sorry, all over the place, talk, 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 so what if, and what if one person uh, is this this being fired? Sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a second. I got distracted. Is there this one? Is this this one train of thought where it's okay? Uh, we've lost, you know, we've lost everything. Is this me being fired? That's also one of the things you have to consider as well. So here's here's this. But we have to maintain um, the positive, you know, thoughts and, and and make sure that we keep pushing forward. Like I said, um, and ensuring that with our with the community and other people that are experiencing the same things. Lila, help us understand a little bit because you you served for 13 years in the army, but it wasn't until last year that then Secretary of Defense Ash Carter actually put into a place that allowed transgender Americans to openly serve in the military. So what was it like for you to be serving before that? Um, you know, in my years of service, uh, I, I served both under, I served both under the um, don't ask, don't tell policy. Um, and when that, I watched that happen, the repeal happen, and I also served under the remnants of don't ask, don't tell um, for transgender service members. Um, it's, it's, Watching the Secretary of Defense Ash Carter, you know, make that announcement was both so happy. We were so happy, but at the same time, I was sad that I was no longer in service to watch that happen. But I was very happy for my husband to experience that and, and to continue in his career. Um, and like many of our, our friends who are trans and, and in the military, this was a good good message for them and, and gave them that hope that okay, things can change. It can. It will get better, and we just have to continue to push forward and be in that fight as well. That is that is very very important. That is that is very important point. Like a generation, this a previous generation, this wouldn't necessarily be a uh, be an issue. And for now, for 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 this for being for transgender, I call it transgenderism, but it's it's not an ism because it's. Being transgender is probably the correct way to say that. I do apologise on my turn of phrase there, but I think I, I, for for that to now be common, whereas it wasn't necessarily common a generation ago, and definitely a generation ago before that, it's it, it's something. And I think I said this last hour again. I said a lot of words last hour. <laughs> my word count up for the day. Uh, it's necess it's something that you have to consider, particularly with that that produce chain store analogy from last hour as well. You have to take into consideration different groups of people as they as they evolve and become more ingrained in society. You have to kind of take that into consideration as well. So here is more of 
than any of you. This is very good insightful information. Tell me a little bit about your time in service, though, because I think this is something a lot of what it may be like to serve in the. You know, in, in 20, when our when our video um, that was produced by the New York Times um, was released in uh, summer of 2015, we did it basically because we knew that in order to move forward, we ha there has to be someone who's going to sacrifice what they have. Um, and that's with anything in life. And so when we shared our story, we ha did not expect the impact that it would have had, um, but it did and it has been great. Prior to that, though, understanding that we still served under this rule where transgender people aren't allowed to serve openly, it was rather difficult. But I think by us sharing our story, we opened those doors and we we provoked those conversations with not just with our units and with the military, but with people outside of that. And that's what major that had a major influence on making this, the decision to allow transgender people to serve openly. Um, the op-doc, you know, from New York Times, it, it features the contrast in our situation, both Logan and I, um, how his unit was very supportive and mine wasn't so much. Um, but it also taps on the the relatability factor with family members and what it feels like to come home from a deployment or to be waiting for that spouse to come home from a deployment um, and, and, just, and just being there. So there's a lot to the, there's a lot of um, lenses to look from at when you're watching that, um, the op doc, but that was our whole purpose of that and sharing our story it has been the most humbling experience that we could have ever done. Now, and, and I mentioned family last, last hour as well, I, I, my final, final thoughts on this, and there's no simple solution to this, and I was having a conversation with someone, I believe it was CJ, hi CJ, if you're still listening, uh, and I was having a conversation with CJ about this too, It's it, or maybe it was Rachel that I was having a conversation with, or probably both, uh, The exact, it, it, this would have to be either passed through the normal channels, which, <laughs> uh, <laughs> bigger fish to fry, bigger fish to fry, uh, so th that's all I'll say there, bigger fish to fry, abort, abort, uh, no, that the, the bigger fish to fry was the point there, or executive actioned, my response to that was, executive actioned Executive actions is is not an uncommon uh, trend and tendency in the <coughs> uh, cough medicine. Uh, <coughs> oh my God, Jenna! It's like oh my God, you got your you got a little something stuck in your throat. Like oh my God, but <laughs> is that a new character on the show? Is is Janice? No, that's not Janice. <laughs> not Janice. Talking to Janice is the new character. But you, the, the the point is, firing something off on Twitter is not a good way to go, particularly when it's something this broad and this very extravaganza. I don't know. We still do have a show to do. So if you tuned into the Genetic Live show to hear Happy Fluffy Ice Cream Time, the girls' trip... The girls' trip review is in the first hour of the program. That will happen. That was fun. Uh, you can't get an infection in your booty hole. It's a booty hole. Uh, that That's always fun. We, we, we're moving on. We're, we're doing a show. Here we go. Thanks for joining us. 
here on the Genetic Live Show. Well, the NBN. Oh, another sore point on this show. Oh, God. Oh, we're apparently halfway. So, let's check into the NBN. And as we go from one sore point on the Genetic Live Show to another sore point on the Generic Live Show, it's a very sore Generic Live Show. We're going to be hurt by the end of it. Strap in. Thanks for joining us here on the Genetic Live Show for a Sunday. You can't get a Sunday in your Sunday. It's a Sunday. It's ten oh it's ten twenty one. Finally found the most generic live show. This is the generic live show. Thanks for joining us here on the generic live show for a Sunday. It's Dale Campbell here with you. We're doing it for Geek.io. Thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here as per always. Live or on your hard drive, geek-io.net slash live, twitch.tv slash generic live show. Thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here as per always. Now we go from one sore point to another. Man. Uh, the NBM network rollout is past its halfway point. Oh yeah, this means that more than 5.7 million homes and businesses are NBN ready, ready for service, RFS, hashtag RFS, hashtag we got this, and can speak to a preferred retail service provider. RPSP. Why do they keep abbreviating? Stop that. Stop that, Janus. Oh my god. About ordering their packages on the NBN service deal combo. Hey, where are we? We've got the National Broadband Network. It's a little bit quicker than, than, than regular, isn't it? Quote, I'm proud to announce that one in two Australians are now able to enjoy the benefits of fast broadband connected to the NBN network. Through a retailer, nationwide access to fast broadband will become a platform to launch Australia into the next phase into the digital future. It will change what our jobs look like, where we will live, and how we fare on a global scale. This video telling you more. Our announcement of reaching the halfway point is very important and it's very exciting. It means one out of every two Australians can now order a fast broadband service through a whole choice of different retailers. They can tailor a service specific to their needs. It gives us the demand that's gonna fundamentally change the lifestyle of many. And I'm proud to say that our team is delivering up to 150,000 homes within a single week. And this isn't just about connecting the country, it's about transforming the lives of everybody that lives amongst us. It changes the healthcare distribution where we can all learn more about what it takes to live healthier lives. We're tied more connected to each other, uh, therefore being more social by nature. And also, it gives opportunities for those young entrepreneurs to provide fast broadband to every home, every business in this country is by far no small feat. In fact, I would argue it's one of the most complex undertakings that this country has seen, and even arguably what the world has seen when you consider the vast size of our land. We're using some of the most advanced technologies around network builds. We are using existing infrastructure and deploying new at the same time. 
and we're doing this in a record time. We're on budget for what we said that we would deliver that. We can see the future by 2020 of everybody being digitally connected. Uh, that is that is that. Uh, so I, the reason why I go ha there at the at the end, uh, the new as as per the new budget uh, for old old fans of the generic live show, uh, we did a we did a couple of segments on the generic live show. I think we even had a running we had a running segment for a while of what went wrong in the NBN this time. I think was the name of the segment, and I think. Because every second or third week we had a we had a technical failing of of the NBN, so we we didn't we we had a regular segment of of what is happening, and I think back when we were doing the original format of this show, I think we were we were talking about how about how they were excuse me they were switching from fiber. To node and all the rest of that sort of thing, at, at at the time of all of that, that was during this this show's lifespan. So there you go. Uh, on average, at present, around one hundred thousand new homes and businesses that are being added to the NBN network every single week. Excuse me. Again, I'm really burpy today. The rollout is on target to be three quarters complete by mid two thousand and eighteen, and on tag comfortably hit twenty twenty deadline. Additionally, it's on budget. Ha. Huh? Uh, being uh, making record time and ahead of schedule. Again, ha! Uh, these are the new schedules and the new revisions. Uh huh. Quote: Our team is on budget and ahead of schedule to connect millions of Australians' homes and businesses in the next few years and ask for your patience as we make the transition. From the old network to the new network. Okay, something exciting must be going on in the other room. He explained as many Australians are switching to the NBN network. Quote, we are seeing a great demand for the fast network in this country. Blah, blah, blah. Same in NBN. Sign me up. Deal. Combo meal. Gotcha. Uh, how do I connect to the NBN network? Uh, what speed tiers are offered? Weren't there are different speed tiers? When? Which service providers are available to me? How much data do I need? Uh, here are two questions that you ask existing equipment and that. Will my existing services be affected? Will my devices be compatible? If you need to check if you are, you can visit the NBN website at nbnco.com.au or you can check your and where you can check your address or business anywhere. Click here for key regions to expect to commence mode. That 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 how about we don't do that? Alright. There you go. As we continue. Here on the Genetic Live Show for a Sunday, Pandora, the music streaming service, is no more in Australia and New Zealand. That seems like a sudden move, you might be asking yourself. And, well, you would be right. So, you'd be exactly right. But why is it going away? We'll tell you more as we continue here on the Genetic Live Show. Hour two of the program. Thanks for joining us. It's 10.30.
here to give you a big dose of genericness. This is the Generic Live Show. Thanks for joining us here on the Generic Live Show for a Sunday. It's Dale Kimber here with you, whether you're listening to us live or on your hard drive. Thanks for joining us here on the Generic Live Show for a Sunday. Dale Kimber here with you. I don't know if I said that or not. It's hard to keep track, you know? We've had a weird show. I can't believe it's 10.30 already, so there you go. Uh, but Pandora is no longer being available in Australia. This is kind of beep 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 breaking news. And it happened yesterday. So, in terms of GLS time, it is breaking news considering this is a weekly show. So, if it happened in one day, it's kind of kind of is a little breaking news. But it, it's uh, Pandora's leaving. Sad face. That's uh, that's. That. If you're wondering what happened to your Pandora music service over the weekend, we have some bad news. The internet radio service is no longer being broadcasted in Australia as server the service shifts to focus on the American market. Currently, users of the platform are being warned of a closure with a message from Pandora saying when they log into the service. Dear Pandora listener, we are shutting down the Pandora service in Australia and New Zealand. On July 31st, 2017. So by the time this podcast goes up on the podcast feed, you will not hear this message. After this date, you will no longer be able to have access... What? You will no longer be able to access Pandora app of website. What? Hang on, let me try that again. In normal voice. After this date, you will no longer be able to access the Pandora app of website. Okay, the note reads, uh, English does that good, apparently. The note reads, uh, quote, we're honoured to have connected with so many listeners as the music they love for those past few years. Thank you to your loyalty and the opportunity they serve you. Sincerely, the Pandora team. Wait, is that just all still part of the note? Mm. Here's everything you need to know about the closure. What happens if I'm paying for Pandora Plus? Regardless of whether you purchase your subscription directly through Pandora, Apple iTunes, or Google Play, your account will automatically be cancelled and you'll receive a pro rata refund. If you don't know where you purchase your subscription, Pandora has steps to help you find out. What about gift cards? There is something exciting happening in the other room. Hmm. <laughs> what about gift cards? Uh, if you're listening to Pandora Plus with a gift card, the service will issue... Uh, the purchaser a pro rata for the unused portion of the gift. For those you unredeemed Pandora Plus gift cards bought from the website will offer a full refund for the service. Fortunately, if you bought a Pandora gift card from a retailer other than Pandora, you'll need to follow up with the store of where the card was purchased. And that could get ugly, really crap. Uh, what are my other options? Pandora joins the likes of JB Hi-Fi Now, Milk Music, uh, radio spelt really weird. Guava, Nokia, Max, Radio, and Rara, which have all failed to make it in Australia's market. Wait, JB Hi-Fi now. I remember that. Also, what was the... Is the Sanity one still around? What was the Sanity one called? The the music store Sanity had a, a streaming service. Its name was... I have no idea. Uh, luckily, there are a few options for people who are looking for a service to fill the void. 
uh, iHeartRadio, a free internet radio service with tons of stations with the ability to create personalized custom stations from millions of songs. Apple Music, Apple's exclusive music services is a jam packed with millions of songs from artists and a number of live radio stations. Prices start from $11.99 per month. Spotify, the world's most popular streaming service, offers access to millions of songs. A free version app offers you to access with advertisements, while a premium $11.99 a month service offers you non-stop music and the ability to download, down, download, 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 yes. But it, 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 it's it's music for lease. It's not actually your music. Just to just FYI, just want to put that out there. It's not actually your your music, but it it's it's tough, actually. How's that going to affect uh, Pan West Radio, powered by Pandora? <gasps> oh, I didn't even that didn't even occur to me until just now. What what's going to happen to powered by Pandora? Are they going to go back to the CD version, which yes, that that legitimately what it was. It was a bunch of CDs that played through the radio. You know, twenty twenty seventeen, isn't it great? So here we've got some audio. What is this? Body with your Baron's next minute. Pandora's shares are at a multi-year low, beaten in popularity by Spotify and Apple Music. So we ask, if you had to pick one, which one would you use? Well, I currently use Spotify, and it's just because it's so easy. I'll choose Pandora because I like to choose all the different stations. I don't really like Spotify as much. I already have Spotify. So I'd pick Spotify because it's free. If I had to choose, I'd probably pick Apple Music because it's like the same price. Oh, also, there is a free version of Pandora. Just, just putting that out there. Um, and you just get to like download as much music as you want for uh, that entire month. Pandora, and you click on it, and there's all these different stations on it. You can choose rap, country, pop. I had a <laughs> uh, Pandora rap is where it's at. A few experiences with Pandora. Um, that's. It's good, but I already have Spotify. Spotify is the one that's more popular now. I have been using Pandora, but it tends to skip on you a lot of things you don't like, and Spotify seems more how you can make it how you like it. I get to make my own playlist and pick what I want to listen to and download it onto my phone. It's a good chunk of music, and then there's an ad. So compared to, I think, Pandora, which is like one or two, and then there's an ad. Looks like Pandora has its work cut out for itself. Thanks for watching your Barron's Next Minute. Dance next minute. Uh, so, although I sound like that too, so I, I, yeah, I throw stones in glass houses and you'll get a mountain. But, okay, so, uh, I personally use Spotify. I, I was, I was into Pandora for a hot minute. They, they're, there's something about the Pandora, uh, aggregate. Uh, radio thing. I've actually I've always. Uh, oh my god! This chair. Something about this chair today. Uh, this Pandora. I was into Pandora for a hot minute because their their aggregate service with their radio is actually pretty good. But I have Spotify for other reasons and just to do the playlist ability. Do have that there, and the ability to search with for 
the songs when I want it. It's just a matter of convenience of, oh, what's this song? Uh, bingo, I can find it. And bingo, it's there. And I've been tempted to pick up Apple, mu- uh, not Apple Music, uh, uh, Google Play Music Unlimited because it comes with a YouTube Red. And therefore I can get to cut dead commercials. But it's just figuring out how that works. And I don't know why my voice is this high. So, there you go. <clears throat> but if you're listening to the pre-show, my voice is the opposite. So, there you go. Meanwhile, we had a story last week where... Uh, we at the uh, Australia Dollar Search brings joys for travel, but how high will it actually go? So, the dollar is really finicky at the moment, so... There you go. Travellers heading overseas are enjoying a financial waterfall this year as the dollar defies forecasts to trade at nearly 80 US cents. Man, it was up even from last week's. Uh, but everyone is hoping for a return for a one-for-one parody of four years ago. So, I uh, should not hold their breath. Ah, uh, there you go. Uh, is this live? This says it's live. There's a live feed from David Kosh. There cannot be. Not at this hour. Certainly not. No, it's... You knew from... Oh. The first... Oh, what a trick into playing a commercial. Uh, economists say that the dollar is more likely to head lower than its current levels and weaker than expected in Florida's releases last week, adding downward pressure. Aussie dollar rose to $1.11... Uh, that's not playing. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. It says it's live, but I, again, I doubt that very much. Okay, it's just loading. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. It's still trading above one dollar up in the mid 2013, but sunk below 69 US cents early this last year. Uh, but it has been strong in the recent months. Beta shares chief economist. Okay, that's just spinning now. That that was live, but it's not anymore. It lied to me. Beta shares chief economist David Bassanese said it was Buckley's chance the return to record highs soon. Quote, I see a lot of downside risk and then an upside risk to the Aussie dollar current at current levels, unquote, he says. Quote, it definitely at the top end of its fair value range. A large part of the Aussie move has reflected a global trend in the US dollar weakening. Excuse me. Unquote. AMP Capital Chiefs Economist Shane Oliver said many forecasts, including himself, who had predicted the Aussie dollar to be at 69 US cents. Uh, where are we? US cents by December. Had, uh, had been surprised by its strength. It's more than US dollar story rather than a rising Aussie dollar, Dr. Oliver said. The US dollar is under pressure from the mixed US economic data and political uncertainty around President Donald Trump has fallen about 10% against several major currencies this year. Dr. Oliver said the Aussie dollar's Moves were linked to commodity prices, with iron ore rebounding from 38 US a ton in late 2015 to about 90 US today. But it's still it's well road record highs. Quote: When the Aussie dollar is at 11.11 back in 2011, hmm. that was associated with the iron ore going to 197 
70, he says. Dr. Oliver says the chances of our dollar ever running backed up to the US are next to zero. It could all go as high as 85 US cents in the short term, but then I think it'll start to come back down again. Well, it's a cycle. Of course, of course it's going gonna, it's gonna to go up and then it's going to come down. Up, it's going to come down. Up, down, up, down. That's how that works. Our dollar also strains against the take two. Our dollar also gains strength from rising domestic interest rates because they make Australia more attractive for foreigners seeking cash deposits. At and last week's low inflation data has forced many economists to scrap their forecasts of rate rises soon. Exporters, exporters. Tourism operators, universities, and other businesses suffer from a high Aussie dollar, but overseas travellers benefit from increased buying power. Research by Qantas Cash has found that the winter is prime time for stock up in foreign currencies. Quote, when the Australian dollar is strong, they know they're going to get more bang for their buck, so it's a good time to lock in foreign currency rates ready for their next holiday, a Qantas spokesperson said. Now here's the thing. That didn't come through. Hey Dale, write that down, will ya? Okay, so, zip. Okay, so which I don't think it did, but anyway, I was ready for that. Hey, live listeners, you got a sneak peek into that. Anyway, so, um, what was I saying? Uh, so yeah, Aussie dollar. Now I think uh, the thing about the Aussie dollar is, uh, particularly I found this last time and I found this the time before, it didn't really, particularly because of the local economies, it didn't really make that much of a difference in the price of things, mainly because of the local economies as well. You've got to take that into consideration as well, the local economies of 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 how much things cost on the ground as well. Whereas I, for things on the ground here, they cost a little bit more than what they do uh, over in the U.S. in particular. So that balances kind of balances itself out a little bit, not by much. But a little bit, it's definitely something that you need need to consider at least as well. So you've you definitely have to take that into consideration as we continue here on the Generic Live Show for a Sunday. Well, we did coffee th- things that coffee baristas hear from customers. We've done retail workers, travel agents, and now in the focus. The Generic Live Show Focus. Here on the Generic Live Show for a Sunday. Uh, thanks for joining us. We are here every single Sunday. Thanks for joining us here on the Generic Live Show for a Sunday. It's Dale Campbell here with you. Twitch.tv slash Generic Live Show. Simulcast to geek-i.net slash live. It's Dale Campbell here with you. Thanks for joining us. It's 1048.
Contact the show at any time. Generic live show at gmail.com. This is the Generic Live Show. Thanks for joining us here on the Generic Live Show for a Sunday. It's Dale Campbell here with you. It's a pleasure as always. We're doing it for Geek.io. We're here listening to us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Generic Live Show or at slash Geek.io Show. Or on the podcast feed. Uh, find us on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio. We're all over the place. I can't believe that it's closing time. There you go. Can't believe that. That seems seems ridiculous. But we are heading into the final segment of the show here. Final segment of the show. Uh, travel agents share dumbest complaints from travelers. Holidaymakers save all year round for their annual break. So while little thing goes wrong on their holiday, they like to let everyone know, especially the travel agent that they booked it with. There's there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of that 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 yeah you, they they people like to blame their travel agent for for bad experiences that they have on the holiday. It's not the travel agent's fault. How is it the travel agent's fault that a dude at the restaurant's having a bad day? I don't understand how that's the travel agent's fault. But some tourists have expectations that are impossible to meet. Travel agents, uh, travel agents sick of ridiculous moans from holidaymakers have shared their most outrageous gripes and uh, they've received, including one tourist who complained about the fish in the sea. Okay, that's a bit, that's a bit much, don't you think? It seems that once travellers have packed their bags and jetted home after their break, they can't wait to email and phone in about the niggles they've spilt the niggles that spoiled their trip or spilt on their trip. <laughs> you never know. But there while we know that there is a long delay, Shabby Hotel and Filthy Beach can brighten blight everyone's jollies. What? The gripes being shared by tour operators online are a little small surprising. The comment, uh, the latest comments being shared on Twitter page, holiday complaints range from a person who doesn't like spicy things, moaning about curry in India, to there being too many fish in the sea. Hey, well, mm, that's how the saying goes, right? That's how the saying goes. The curry-hating traveller says, On my holiday to Goya, Goa in India, I was disgusted to find that almost every restaurant served curry. Mm. I don't like spicy food at all. Dude, you can ask for mild. It's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Another tourist was shocked to discover that there were fish in the sea. Ah, uh, so some more of these, uh, because th- th- there's there's a lot of these. So they, these are pretty good. At uh, at holiday complain is where you can find these 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 tweets. No, uh, no one told us that there would be fish in the sea. The children were startled. Startled, <laughs> <laughs> really honing in on that, on that, on that fish in the sea. Uh, we had to cut our trip short to Yellowstone because we were informed that they didn't cage the animals at night for our protection. What? That just sounds like an inconvenience. But anyway. Sure, gotcha. 
on our holiday to Goa in India, I was, um, that was the, I don't like spicy food. We went to a Mexican restaurant in Rome and the waiter was Italian. You said Italy was the best place for authentic food experience. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hmm. Uh, hmm. How does one break that one uh, to this to this person? How how does how does that work? Uh, so I told there's one here. It rained. Uh, we didn't know it ever rained in Spain. <laughs> Someone rang or emailed uh, or emailed the real estate about. It raining in Spain. Gotcha. Uh, it was expected that you tipped the waiters even though the hotel was all inclusive. Okay. Okay, that's... 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 That's not cool. That's not cool at all. Uh, the water in the Gulf of Mexico was too salty! Oh. No one told us that there would be salt in the water. Oh, don't tell me that this person went down to the Gulf of Mexico and literally drank, literally drank the, the, the water out of the Gulf of Mexico. Gosh, okay, here we go. Uh, the, it's lazy local shopkeepers to close in the afternoon. I often needed to buy things during siesta time. This should be banned. Well, let me tell you something about siesta time in in Pacific countries. It's a thing. Look it up, kids. Uh, except not for me because I was a school teacher, and that's we didn't really have siesta during during lunchtime. I mean. Uh, yeah, the parents would. That's that's how that works. It was island time, really, back in those days. So there you go. <laughs> One of these other. I, I have to keep reading these. These these are these are fun. Had a guest trip on the pavement out in the resort, broke their le break their leg, and tried to sue the hotel for not warning them. Oh boy. Um, you might fall over. At some point, in some place, just be warned on that one. Be warned. You could fall down in places, everyone. Life warning. Hashtag life warning. Uh, the beach was too sandy. Oh, well. Again, what's this, what's this travel agent going to do about a Mexican waiter in an Italian restaurant? A, a, uh, I don't know. I don't know. And the final one is, you said the town was right next to the volcano, but we went there and there was no lava. Pretty sh sure it was just a mountain. Well, uh, I have faith in humanity. I don't know why, but I still do. So here you go. There you go. There's your, there's your weekly dose of humanity right in your face. Thanks for joining us here on the Genetic Live Show for a Sunday. Man, Dale Campbell here with you. Thanks for joining us here on the Genetic Live Show. It's 11, it's 11 o'clock, it's been, it's Daryl Campbell here with you, thanks for joining us, it's 11 o'clock. This has been a Geek.io Media Network production, copyright 2017.